giant voice. The official podcast of the United States Navy's largest overseas installation, Commander Fleet Activities, Yokosuka. All the information you need to succeed as a forward deployed sailor in Japan. Each week, we tackle one topic and speak to experts who can answer some of your most frequently asked questions. This is the Giant Voice Podcast. Hey, welcome to The Giant Voice. I'm your host this week, uh, Garrett Cole. Um, this week, we're going to be uh, hosting the uh, head of housing here at Yokosuka. It's Mr. Esteban Abreu. We're going to go ahead and address some things that have been, uh, you know, addressed with the town hall and on social media. And we got some questions for him, and he's definitely going to give us some answers. Without further ado, here's Mr. Esteban Abreu. Yeah, so, uh, well, thank you for coming. Um, yeah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, uh yeah, so I'm Esteban Abreu. I'm the uh, installation housing director here at CFA. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm Garrett, and um, you know I, I'm one of the um, photojournalists here. And uh, I mean, my week was great. I mean, I went out, uh, of course, during the holidays sure, with sure. my son. Uh, we took a little trip out in town. Uh, we went to uh, Thailand uh, for a couple of days. So it was definitely uh, you know nice weather, good food. So definitely a, a great experience. So you oh so you took a you took a trip to Thailand a quick trip to Thailand and Correct. came back. Wow. So, what's the uh, what's the uh, is, was there a shot coming back or? Oh no 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 it was it was definitely uh, yeah I mean easy trip back and forth a uh, couple hours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah overall I mean you know I'd say the biggest shock is the weather change yeah. of course it's nice and warm out there and when you get back it's you know it's pretty cold back over here compared to the the weather over there. Right right yeah I was telling my my oldest yesterday I said. Uh, he was kind of, you know, he, he misses, I mean, he's born and raised in Hawaii, so um, he was missing Hawaii. And I said, well, you're in the prime location. Like, you're in the middle. You We can go anywhere in Asia from where we are. I said, you, you know, and, you know, Thailand's one stop away. So what, what kind of stuff did you guys do while you were there? Uh, we, I mean, we did the, the usual, you know, some temples, a lot of uh, eating, uh, local Thai food. And uh, we even uh, looked up some uh, nice tailor shops, uh, some that I've been familiar with for several years. Uh, actually, I went took him to the tailor shop that made his first suit uh, 14 years ago. <laughs> so definitely, it was a good experience. Okay, yeah. I, you guys didn't get in the ring and do any Muay Thai or anything? Uh, no, unfortunately, uh, none of that took place. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely one of those things I wanted to uh, uh, look at. But, uh, you know, uh, those things you have to plan in advance. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, I had some friends that went out and did that. Um, they, they were, they kind of declined on the kicking banana trees, but they watched other people do it, thought it was pretty cool. Nice. So, um, yeah, so um, you have any any holiday plans, anything coming up that you're uh, looking forward to? Uh, no, I mean, this year, of course, uh, during the holidays, I have my, my oldest coming over to visit sure, from sure. Uh, back home, of course, from uh, college, so going to be staying home and just spend the time with the family. How do, I wonder how, that, that's got to be like a great feeling that, hey, I'm going to go home for the holidays, but I'm going to Japan to do it. So that's right. I wish I had had that when I was a kid. So no, I just went from Dallas to Dallas. That didn't, <laughs> I didn't go very far. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely a great experience. I mean, she's happy every time she comes out here. She loves Japan and uh, she actually graduated out of Kinnick High School. Okay. So she's pretty much coming home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself and, and, you know, and your experience here and how, how you got, you know, obviously this isn't your first assignment. So I, I know that you've got a, 
you know, lengthy uh, work history. So yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, you know, been in Japan before, of course, while my wife was on active duty mm-hmm. as a spouse at the time. I've been with uh, housing since uh, 2002. My first assignment was out of uh, Iceland and Keflavik many years ago, uh, and uh, since then, of course, I've been pretty much, uh, you know, Jacks, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Singapore, uh, of course, uh, Japan, and uh, you know. After Japan, of course, we went back to Tampa, Florida. Sure. Uh, after being in Tampa, Florida, of course, I was uh, offered a job, good opportunity to go to Ramstein, Germany. I lived in Ramstein for several years as a facilities director over there. And uh, then I was uh, offered an opportunity to come back out here back in April 21. So I jumped on it right away. You know, I have been here before. Love the community, love uh, Japan overall, the culture and everything. So it was definitely uh, one of those that, you know, I couldn't let go. It was a dream job coming, you know, yeah. coming right back over here. Definitely made a, a huge difference for me and my family. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I love it out here. I'm, you know, love the community, uh, dedicated to make sure, you know, all our folks, uh, families, uh, civilians, and military are being taken care of when it comes to family housing. We're, we're there to support. Okay. What's favorite assignment so far? Uh, I would say uh, one of my favorite assignments would have been Singapore. Okay. Uh, Iceland, Keflavik. Of course, was a great one. It was one of those surprise ones where, you know, you don't know where you're going, and then you get there, and you're like, wow. Uh, but definitely Japan is on my top two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, so, uh, you know, what, your position, uh, you know, obviously it's there's a there's a lot going on in your – I mean, we were, we were talking a little bit earlier. You are talking a little bit about, you know, having a – I mean, you're staying busy. Let's put it that way. So, like, what kind of stuff you staying busy with right now? Uh, well, I mean, pretty much within housing, we stay busy every day. I mean, it's always, you know, one of the best things about housing is every day is a new adventure. Something new comes up. Uh, but some of the things I'm currently staying busy with these days is, uh, of course, a lot of renovations going on with Nikego. Uh, you know, thanks to our families, you know, being so versatile and, and up and running, you know, they adjust very quickly. So the support we get from the community when it comes to these renovations is great. Uh, we couldn't do our jobs without them and, and their versatility. Uh, but definitely, I mean, these are one of the things that I would say, you know, keeps us up every day is actually being able to look at, you know, what's the future, what we have in place uh, when it comes to these renovations within Ikego. We have phase three just recently uh, got uh, turned over to the contractor. We have uh, phase four and five coming in the near future. Of course, phase four, uh, we're gonna be uh, contacting these families and say early uh, next year, letting them know specifically the ones that are going to be affected by these uh, renovations because we will have to relocate those families. Uh, other than that, of course, uh, just staying on top of things, making sure that you know we're meeting all these uh, goals and that we're following instructions, we're following procedures, and that you know our family housing and UH is, is taken care of and our families are, are getting what they deserve. Right, right. Okay, so I mean, what, what are some of the things that have been kind of a concern that you've definitely, I mean, because that's what we want to do is, you know, I want to, I, I want, I'd love for you to, you know, give your side of um, anything specific that you've been able to, you know, combat a, a situation. Well, I'd say uh, right now, I'd say within, for example, the UH uh, side, uh, one of the big things is making sure that the information is being pushed out as per eligibility out there. Uh, we want to make sure that any uh, of our sailors that are currently in UH, uh, that are eligible to be able to take advantage of living out in the economy, uh, do so. So those that are shore duty, if they're E4, they're authorized to move off base, so getting that information out. Also, if you're on sea duty, E4 over four years, uh, or E5 getting paid, uh, do contact the front desk of the uh, UH. 
and uh, definitely we'll go ahead and support you, provide you a CNA so you could go to family housing and that way you could go through the entire process and, and find you something out in the economy. There are many options out there. You can always move into a normal fa uh, house out in town or you can always go the RPP route if you want to expedite the process and you don't want to request any advances and so on. Okay. Uh, with RPP, all you need is one month's rent. You can move in. But since the normal process is uh, you got to come up with four months worth of rent. So definitely a huge difference there. Uh, but whatever it is you need, you just let us know. Definitely my team will be there to support everybody. Uh, another thing I would say is um, physical security is one of the biggest things here. Uh, of course, we're in Japan, so we tend to get a very comfortable. Crime rate's really low. I mean, a lot of us at home don't lock our doors. It's pretty common. Um, so, But within UH, I would say definitely want to make sure our sailors know, please make sure you lock your doors, lock your windows. Uh, don't give anybody a... Uh, opportunity to go into your room and, and be able to go through your stuff. Uh, so definitely, you know, make an awareness of that. Make sure your windows are closed. Make sure your doors are locked. Don't give your keys out to people uh, to prevent any any issues in the future or any death. Um, another thing that I wanted to put out is specifically uh, within UH, uh, QR codes for maintenance uh, requests are being posted in all common areas and in individual living quarters, of course, on the doors. So please keep an eye out for them. If you need to put in any maintenance calls, do so. Uh, just go ahead and scan that QR code, and we'll go ahead and uh, submit that request and, and follow through. Uh, and also for all junior sea sailors that are eligible uh, to get with uh, your HPA coordinators for bed assignment, if you have not yet been assigned a bed, please make sure you reach out to your HPA coordinator so that they could go ahead and contact us and set up a, a bed for you. Okay, yeah, because I've seen that on the marquee that you said you have so many beds available. What what kind of um, – so that's that's something that I, I talked to somebody because I'm going to out myself. I'm, I'm an Air Force guy, um, so obviously we didn't have to request beds. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that process for somebody who wants to – he'd be on the installation and to not have to be on the ship. What kind of process do they need to go to to get to get through that? Okay, so pretty much what it is is uh, when it comes to each command, each ship, each unit, sure. they get X amount of uh, beds assigned to them based okay. on the size of the uh, command. Uh, and, of course, being that they have these, these units, they can actually move these uh, sailors into them. However, uh, of course, in some cases, depending on, on the situations, uh, some sailors might, might not be aware uh, of the possibility of being able to move out, out of the ship and actually into UH. Uh, and for that reason, we have the HPA coordinators, coordinators, which is Home Port Ashore Coordinators, and they're the ones that support them. They'll actually drive them through the process. They'll have a package for them that they have to complete. Once the package is completed, then, of course, it'll be turned over to our uh, UH staff, and UH will go ahead and process everything in our systems. So those coordinators, they're going to be based on every um, every every unit assigned. So, okay, all right. Correct. So each command has their own HPA uh, coordinator. And so how are um, they going to find out who that is, or is that going to be advertised to them? Uh, so normally, of course, what they do is uh, they, uh, based on the manpower within the ship or sure. the command, they uh, should be able to identify who's a, uh, in other words, under... E4, right, or uh, with less than four years, or E5, not yet getting paid, and uh, normally they'll be able to go ahead and, and refer them over to the UH side. Okay. Uh, now, in a case where, let's say, a sailor has not been given the opportunity for whatever reason, things do happen. Uh, that's why we make sure we put that information on the marquee. 
that way the sailors know hey there are beds available if you're currently still sitting in your ship uh please make sure you speak to your hpa coordinator as soon as possible so that we could get things rolling and that way we could get you in that uh uh barrack room as soon as possible we want to make sure we get you off that ship and give you a place you could call home and one of the best things that we have in place here is that you know when you are assigned a room that will be your assignment your assigned room for the entire duration of your tour so we're not going to be moving you in and out of units throughout your tour here once you've gotten here you've gotten a unit assigned when you go out with the ship and you come back, you're going right back into that room. Was so, that, has there been issues with that in the past? Uh, well, this is something we just implemented uh, okay. since, uh, you know, new uh, CO came on board. Right, right, right. So it's definitely something new uh, that we've actually started. Uh, it definitely has made a, a huge uh, impact on each and every one of the sailors. It's a morale booster. Uh, it gives them that that home yeah sense, that sense of ownership right? yeah now it's some sense of ownership exactly yeah. you hang your hat yeah that's right, right. i guess like yeah um so and with that um is there anything particularly they need to have uh squared away before they they contact their coordinator is there anything that they need to have lined up any any pre uh no so pretty much what would come what it comes down to is uh as per uh what they would need, mm-hmm. their, their HPA coordinator would be the one providing them okay. the entire package. So okay. once they actually go to the HPA coordinators, they have them fill out the actual documentation, and they'll be the ones uh, providing any guidance or information on the matter. Okay. All right. Um, so I was kind of looking through. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, with the holidays coming up. Um, or you, you, you're talking about with uh, holiday decorations because that's you know even um, safety briefings you know they're they're a uh, they're a fixture for the holidays. So um, what what do people need to know about that, especially when it comes to um, events during the holidays? Okay, well thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, definitely something that uh, of course every year we go through and we want to make sure we put out the information. So during the holidays, of course, decorations are allowed 30 days prior to the event. And uh, must be removed 14 days after. So please, uh, you know, make sure you, you keep track of that. And uh, once the uh, holiday season is over, you do remove uh, your, you know, decorations so that we could go ahead and continue saving energy as much as possibly can here in the community. Another thing that's important is, of course, right now we're looking at the Christmas time frame. So Christmas trees, if, you know, anybody that gets um, live Christmas trees, I see uh, they've already been put out on the red brick area. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that purchase them, when the time comes for disposal, if you live in a townhouse, just uh, lay it out by the dumpster, call uh, boat trash, and they'll definitely come over and pick them up. If you live in a high rise, you literally put them right by the dumpsters, and uh, they will pick them up as well for you. You don't have to call anybody. They'll just come by and grab them from there. Uh, But one of the most important things that I want to put out is, of course, uh, when it comes to our operations within housing, uh, because most of our staff uh, is MLC, there would definitely be limited services during the Christmas holidays, and that's going to be happening uh, 29 December through 4 January. Uh, as well, off-base agents will be closed, uh, so very minimal traffic for those that will be arriving during that time frame. Uh, of course, I would say, you know, uh, fortunately, that's very minimal that can be done, uh, but we will still be open at the housing office to be able to provide you any administrative support when it comes to parking certificates, guest requests, TLAs, etc., uh, if you need to do the brief, uh, definitely we could provide you the, the brief there in person. Uh, so definitely we do have these things going on. However, when it comes to assignments, uh, being that the uh, local economy, of course, follows the Christmas holidays as well, 
uh, most of those agents will be closed and they won't be able to support. Okay. So uh, let's let's get into the process. Um, uh, so I'm coming up on my year anniversary of moving here. Um, let's talk about somebody who comes here uh, within the next couple of months. Um, so you get here, you you get you get off the plane, you uh, take the bus over here, and then you're in you're in lodging. Um, what's the first process that obviously you have AOB? Uh, what's the first process you need to do to start getting into uh, living quarters? Okay, so um, when it comes to family housing, I mean, there's several different options. One would be, of course, direct assignment. If if there is availability in uh, your uh, specific designation. We will be able to conduct direct assignment, which would allow you to move directly into your home. So you okay. literally come out of that plane, and you could be taken straight to your unit. We'll have loaner furniture there for you as well. Okay. Uh, so that's one of the options. Of course, it's based on availability. Uh, however, for the most part, you know, in most cases, if we don't have availability, I would say you would just come into the housing office, check in within 72 hours of your arrival here. Uh, once you check in with the housing office, of course, uh, next step is to actually go through the housing brief. The housing brief, uh, we have one for on-base if you qualify for on-base or off-base if you qualify for off-base. Right now, we're not housing uh, civilians. Uh, so for on-base housing is all military personnel. Off-base uh, housing, uh, civilians are being referred to off-base as we speak. Uh, so the brief, once you conduct the on-base brief, uh, we'll go ahead and identify a property. If we have something available, that unit, uh, of course, will present you options uh, if there are any options if there are no options next unit available would be would, would be assigned uh, currently we have a mandatory assignment uh, policy in place that means all military must move into military family housing when they arrive okay. uh, however as I stated <coughs> earlier if there is no availability based on your designation uh, then you will be referred off base uh, for off base the process is um, I mean it's a little different than what we're used to back home but it's not any uh, nothing out of the norm or, or intense anytime you go overseas. Uh, so, you know, we have the option of binders on base. We also have a whole referral section, which is uh, our uh, translators are very capable to support you out there, contacting agents, setting up appointments for you, translating for you. Uh, so definitely, you know, they'll refer you off base. We have also a list we provide of all the different agents within the economy that you could actually contact or visit. Uh, right outside that gate, uh, you'll definitely see agents everywhere. If they have uh, writing in English, definitely they will be able to support you. Okay. Uh, when you see these uh, listings out there, please uh, don't be afraid to negotiate. You know, if you don't feel comfortable negotiating, then bring it to us. We'll negotiate for you. Okay. So if it's uh, beyond your uh, BH, uh, or better stated in this case, OHA ceiling, then uh, that's what we're there for. We could go ahead and have that talk, have that negotiation, and try to go ahead and reduce that rent to something that would be within that OHA uh, ceiling that you have. Okay. Is there a limit on who can use the housing office? As per? Well, so um, there are situations where people come here from overseas and they're not authorized LQA or BAH, and um, the realtors right off base uh, won't even talk to them. Understood. Okay. Nice. And so um, in that situation, a lot of people are kind of thrown into the water. And when that's, that situation occurs, um, a lot of people have to go to realtors maybe three or four towns over. And there is no translators. And you're at the mercy of hoping that somebody can go with you. Um, and it kind of makes for a, uh, a hard uh, first initial approach to living here. Um, 
because uh, a lot of the realtors will say, oh, well, we only work with uh, contracting to the base housing office, and they've already been told the housing offices, well, we, we can't support you. So um, how, how would you uh, – is there, is there a, a, anything – that you can provide insight on on that yeah so pretty much what it comes down to is uh, most of these agents we conduct business with they're used to what we call a a military lease mm-hmm. uh, military lease is something that we've uh, already agreed with with these counterparts off base and they're uh they authorize and and agree to allowing our families to, to rent from them mm-hmm. uh, the norm in japan is if you're uh renting out an economy uh you're going to have a guarantor, which is somebody that kind of uh, supports or you pay a monthly fee for somebody to guarantee that you're going to be able to pay that that rent, that cost. Right. Uh, when it comes to those families that arrive here with orders or LQA, let's say in case of civilians, anybody that, that arrives here with orders authorizing them housing, the housing office is a guarantor. So we're right. the ones. Uh, in cases where the person does not have that, then of course that's where that that situation comes in place because we cannot be the guarantor the commands themselves are the guarantor based on the fact that they're authorizing that LQA right right um, for th- those that are not eligible to receive LQA definitely I do understand it there that is a challenge uh, that's out there uh, there are options available which is in that case of course it can become a little expensive because uh, you have to pay a monthly fee right. for guarantor but uh, other than that I mean. Uh, if you go to different areas, um, you know, either be here in the local area uh, or out further out, there are some of the local um, Japanese lease companies that might even be able to offer you a lower fare, uh, a better sell lower or lower cost for rent uh, than your normal Navy lease. And the reason behind that is because they require to get rent there. By since if you go through a Navy lease, they don't require to rent there, right. but the cost would be a little higher. And the reason behind that is the fact that when a uh, agent or a owner agrees to a Navy lease, they're agreeing to a open-end lease. What that means is that you move in today, if you want to move out within 30 days, all you need to do is give us 10 days notice. So they're taking a chance with, you know, yeah. uh, the person moving in. So for that reason, you know, these uh, open-end leases are something that they, you know, really are... Uh, you know, uh, over and, and they, they, they make sure that, that everybody's following because uh, the Navy lease allows them to, allows our families, our sailors, you know, to be able to break a lease within 10 days when they move in. Sure. Uh, it's beneficial. Why? Because, you know, being that we're, you know, working here as government employees and in the military, we just don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. Right. So today we get here, we're expected to be here for the next three years. We might be out of here in the next two three months. Right. Uh, so it's definitely important to have that agreement in place, and and that supports that. But since if you go out in the economy and get a normal lease, then you're locked into a specific time right. frame, like you would be back home. But so it's so somebody who has to go out economy wise, uh, and so you they're brought out here, uh, and there's really no way back once you're brought out here. I mean, you there's there's ways hardships and stuff, but. Um, is there a way the housing office might be able to offer some assistance as, as maybe just translating or uh, pointing in the right direction um, to those who I mean, because it, it really, you know, it, it could be kind of a struggle for somebody who's uh, especially in a new country and they don't know any uh, customs, courtesies, culture, anything. Um, 
Is there anything that you guys might be able to provide in, in that sense? Yeah, I mean, we, we do provide actually assistance. Okay. Assistance we provide, of course, the person uh, that arrives here, if if they're brought in by any company, mm -hmm. then they're authorized LQA. Okay. If they're not, let's say they're a contractor, we still support contractors. Sure. We give them a brief, we give them information as per what agents are out there, what agents can support them. However, we cannot support, let's say, providing them loaner furniture, providing appliances, and so on. Uh, and the reason behind that is because these programs are specifically funded by CNIC for those military families and those uh, DOD civilians that are here on LQA. Okay. If it's a contract, it's a private company, so that contract, the private company, would be who would have to support that 100%. Uh, but yeah, normally, uh, you know, we do provide the information, we provide the guidance, uh, we provide even information as per listings and different companies out there. Uh, so those are inf that's information that is uh, provided. And also in a lot of cases, I mean, uh, we, we definitely refer them even to some companies out there like RPPs and so on, that even though they're not here on, you know, uh, LQA or uh, orders, um, they will still support. Okay. So not all, all companies will turn them away. Okay. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, I've, I've heard some people that have, have been turned away in the past. Um, and they, so they kind of just went out in, in the water by themselves. Um but I, if, 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 if you guys are providing, a, you know, at least some sort of a, a communication, um, I mean, that's at least, you know, a, a step up from, yeah, <laughs> from yeah, just yeah. being, you know. Understood. So. Yeah, so like I said, we're, we, we do provide assistance. Unfortunately, we're limited as per what we can provide sure. uh, to, you know, uh, contractors specifically, I would say, in those cases. Uh, but when it comes to... Information, yeah, we, we share our information with everybody. Just because you're a contractor doesn't mean we're going to turn you away and say you can't attend the brief or okay. we can't provide you any information as per any agents that are out in town. We'll definitely provide the information. Uh, many times in the past, we've, we've supported contractors out there uh, as far as uh, being able to find a place and everything. However, the way they go about the lease is completely different right. than ours. That's that's the only difference there. Yeah, and I know it's kind of to protect them as well because uh, I think um, in the past we've had uh, n not necessarily military members, but I think we've had some uh, foreigners who've <laughs> skipped out on the bill a couple times. So and, and definitely, that's one of the biggest things. It's like sure. you know when it comes to you know uh, you know the the liability behind right. these things. Uh, if a sailor or a uh, government employee walks out on a bill we could always reach out back to their commands DOD you know the the, the ships and so on uh, however when it comes to contractor we have no affiliation to the contractor and that's definitely one of those big things you know being that we have no affiliation to that contractor there is no way for us to guarantee that bill right so for that reason we cannot be the guarantor okay okay so yeah for with the with the Kago, um let's talk about some of the the renovations and kind of dive, dive in a little bit about what kind of things your the the Kago folks are going to be able to look forward to? Okay, yeah, definitely. So when it, when it comes to Kago, of course, we we do see a lot of information being put out as per renovations. Uh, we're going to be renovating all the townhouses in Kago. Okay. So right now, of course, we have Phase One in place. Uh, currently, we have uh, just a couple months ago, the kitchens were uh, actually awarded. So that's something that's going to start taking place here in the near future by no later than summer of 23 we should have roughly about tw uh, actually 24 uh, townhouses or officer townhomes uh, between three and four bedrooms out there that are going to be coming back on board 
Uh, also, uh, of course, phase two is currently ongoing. Uh, phase three, as I stated earlier, uh, just started recently. We just turned every, all the properties over to the contractor. Uh, phase four will be coming up uh, in uh, summer of uh, 23. And then phase five, which is the last phase, would be uh, summer of 25. So there's a lot of renovations going on. Uh, some of the things that are going to be definitely a plus for these families is uh, when it came to phase three, four, and five specifically, I was able to jump in in time to go ahead and, and make some minor changes that I noticed uh, definitely were a, a, a plus for the uh, community. Uh, having lived in these houses myself when my wife was on active duty, uh, one of the biggest things that you know I used to notice is the fact that on main base, you were able to control your own AC. Uh, over in Ikego, you couldn't. Uh, of course, phase one and two, unfortunately, I, you know, at the time, I wasn't in the area, so I, we wasn't able to jump in and make those changes. But definitely when I noticed the way this was going, three, four, and five, we, we made the adjustments to make sure that, you know, those folks moving into phase three, four, and five will definitely be able to control their own ACs out there. Split systems is what we're looking at. Uh, as per, of course, uh, the funding, uh, where it was spent, uh, a lot of infrastructure, of course, uh, you're talking about uh, fire systems, uh, the plumbing, uh, the roofing. Uh, when it comes to the kitchens, of course, definitely these kitchens are going to be way nicer than what we had over there. Stainless steel counters are going away, uh, so we're finally getting some nice countertops, nice cabinets. Uh, oh, they don't want to live the Japanese way with the, sta the stainless steel nope, countertops. Nope. Yeah, that was those one are of the so much complaints. easier to clean. I kept I kept hearing people say, "Hey, man, this looks like prison," or <laughs> it looks or, like a Japanese house, or, or the lunch room in a in a school. So definitely, you know, one of those things that you know yeah. we, we looked at when we went ahead and started those renovations right. and, and made sure we adjusted these things. Uh, of course, carpets are going into place as well. So definitely a, a plus for those families. Uh, it helps with noise and also, you know. In the morning, you wake up, you don't want to step on, on a cold floor. So that yeah. makes perfect sense there. Uh, of course, the bathrooms, really nice. Uh, a lot of changes there. Uh, towels are going away. Now we have these panel uh, walls. Right. Very easy to clean, very easy to maintain. Very, you know, similar to what we have out there in the modern uh, Japanese constructions. So a lot of good upgrades coming up. Uh, definitely it's going to be a, a really nice uh, thing for our folks out there. You know, if you've seen... Uh, any of our newly renovated towers, either be Asaga, Ajisai, you see what we did over there. So yeah. no. Yeah, different. I was at the Ajisai grand opening. I was uh, I was pretty impressed. I was like, man, I wish I could live here. So uh, yeah, so definitely a lot of good things. Uh, so we're definitely looking at everything, making sure the details are right, and that uh, we're hitting uh, every mark we can when it comes to uh, spending the funding and, and making sure our families getting you know what we we, we sure. deserve. Yep. Okay. Um. So. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, so we had the town hall last quarter, and they talked a little bit about housing and some of the things that, that needed to be addressed um, now that we got you here. Um, what's your take on that, and what are some of the things that, that obviously were a concern, and then what kind of things are you doing to, to mitigate those situations? Well, I mean, when, when it came to the last town hall, um, so, some of the things that were brought up specifically were regarding, uh, of course, we had phase three information sure. being brought up. Uh, because, of course, some of those families had to be moved last minute. Right. Uh, so definitely that that was a, you know, a curveball, one nobody was expecting. Uh, normally, you know, when it comes to any one of these renovations, we inform families way in advance uh, to make sure that it, the impact is minimal. And we try to move these families uh, nor normally during breaks uh, right. to prevent, you know, them having to 
relocate any kids in the middle of the school year. Uh, so definitely this was uh, not the norm. Uh, it was definitely a curveball. Uh, we had an option that was awarded and allowed for uh, the remaining homes, which was a total of 16 properties, to be uh, added to the contract. Okay. So that called for a uh, you know relocation within 30 days. Definitely not you know something that um, we would normally do, but uh, these families were great, you know, Definitely, we could have had done it with each and every one of those family support. Uh, so I want to thank each and every one of them for you know going above and beyond right, and, right. and uh, supporting that that change. Uh, I know you know in a lot of cases they won't be able to um, enjoy these uh, changes that are going to be taking place in the near future, but they were part of that uh, that renovation. Sure. You know them going ahead and moving forward and and helping us uh, by relocating and supporting this. Uh, definitely made this possible. So some families in the near future will definitely be happy and, and uh, will be appreciative of, of the fact that these houses are new and renovated. So Yeah, so, and also um, I want to touch on a little bit. Some of the barracks had some issues with it. Um, what kind of uh, issues or uh, what kind of uh, situations uh, were they experiencing and what kind of things are you guys doing to, uh, to fix that? Yeah, so I mean, when it came to the, of course, a lot of information was being put out with the uh, barracks. Uh, of course, we engaged on it. Following day, we went over there, looked at the barracks to see exactly what it is we were talking about. Uh, when we did the walkthroughs, of course, um, what we identify is that a lot of the information that was being put out was not accurate. Uh, however, whatever was accurate was definitely looked at, and we made sure that we implemented changes. So okay. the team, uh, UH team, worked really hard uh, and went in there engaged and, 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 you know, cleaned up that place and, and changed out some appliances that needed to be changed out. Uh, definitely uh, looked at a couple of rooms. Uh, we went and replaced uh, carpets in rooms. Uh, uh, of course, when it comes to some of the refrigerators, we, even within the rooms, we went out there and replaced some of those refrigerators that needed to be replaced. But overall, what it came down to was that, you know, when it comes to barracks, uh, each unit has their own obligation to maintain their barracks. Right. And unfortunately, we noticed that was not happening. Uh, so a lot of the mess and a lot of stuff that was there was unfortunately things that were being left behind by some of the previous tenants that were staying within those units. Uh, and of course, our building managers, unfortunately, in that case, were not as engaged as they should have been in identifying these things and reporting them to the command. So. These old things that were definitely identified because of this, yeah. and uh, we went ahead and engaged right away. Building manager got assigned a new, I mean, the building got assigned a new building manager. Um, we cleaned up the whole building. The whole UH team was in there pulling things out, clearing things up, sure. uh, making things happen. So, you know, great job to the UH team for going above and beyond. And then once we got the building to where we wanted it to be, right. uh, then we actually uh, made sure that all the leadership, senior leadership within uh, this specific unit uh, was engaged and that way they are aware of what's happening. Now, you know, because of that, they have field days now on a weekly basis and they actually have that pride and they're cleaning up their own spaces and make sure they're maintaining them. And of course, we have many other future projects in place for a lot of these buildings that we want to make sure uh, are up to par. That way our sailors are living in what we believe should be adequate housing, which, you know, there's no reason any sailor should be living in a room that's 
dirty or full of mold or anything right. to that effect. No, we take these things seriously and we make sure we, we take action as soon as they're brought up. So what kind of communication are you having with the building managers now that, that you didn't have before? Because um, I know you're talking about the engagements more now. Uh, are you having like weekly meetings or monthly meetings to address situations so that way um, the housing office's eyes are more on the situation uh, so that it doesn't get to that point again? Yeah, so pretty much what's going on these days is, of course, uh, during the time this took place, uh, this was uh, early early stages of me specifically coming on board. So, uh, you know, these are things that were being tracked. Uh, but, of course, we have a total of 11 buildings. Right. So when we're talking about 11 buildings and a warehouse that we support uh, on the UA side alone, not including FH, then we're talking about a, a, a large amount of, you know, area to cover but not enough manning for it so this is something i know everybody deals with manpower uh so you know running around identifying manpower identifying issues um you know the number one thing and most important thing is that when somebody identifies something you know a building manager is one person so they will see what a building you know what they can see within their you know areas uh but in all honesty, I mean, what it comes down to is everybody has to be engaged. It's like living in a condo building. If any resident identifies something within a common area, then they need to bring it up. And unfortunately, you know, that's one of the things we noticed most is that, you know, when it come, came to like uh, maintenance calls and issues, they were not being brought up. They were not being submitted. They were not being identified. Uh, so with this new QRC we have in place, which actually was utilized there, uh, for maintenance purposes, uh, we started it there in that uh, building, and then from there we actually were able to push it onto all the other buildings. Now we have a way to track when each and every one of these uh, members submits a, a maintenance issue, and also we go ahead and, and, and track these things. So we can track, you know, when the call got put in, uh, when was it submitted, when was it completed, and so on. If something's not completed, we, we have actually uh, our building managers keep on top of it sure. so that they could, they could go ahead and continue, you know, um, uh, knocking on the door for, you know, the team to go ahead and, and take care of business. Of course, we, we, re we rely on our uh, NAFAC uh, public work counterparts right. to support us for any trouble calls that are submitted. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things. I know there's a lot of work going on on this basis is always nonstop, yeah. uh, but definitely um, there's more than, than, you know, one part to the whole equation here. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, but, you know, the number one thing, everything starts with you identifying the problem and bringing it up to our attention. Uh, and, you know, the building manager's there, the UH manager, Mr. Kyle Ibernatha, he's always there and available to support. Uh, so definitely, you know, you could bring these things up to them. Um, even, uh, of course, you got Senior Chief Hope over there as well. So those guys are there to support. Uh, anytime something comes up, please bring it up with somebody within the UH. You can always do the QRC or you could give them a call. You can even go up to the front desk. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we'll definitely take whatever you give us and look into it and, and we address everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, because once it gets to the town hall, it's kind of. Yeah, know, exactly. I mean, and these are things that if it brought to your attention before, I assume you'd have gotten, yeah, gotten right on top of it. So. Yeah, so 100%. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of these things were ne never brought up. Uh, you know, building managers, I would say, uh, unfortunately, you know, when these items were brought up, uh, some of the, the, when we looked through all the files and everything, we did identify that some of these calls were put in. Some of the maintenance issues have been already brought up. However, you know, I would say one of the biggest things is 
keeping up, you know, sure. just because you submit something doesn't mean it's getting done. Right, right, right. So you want to make sure you continue checking up on whatever work requests you, you put on. It's not, you know, submitted and forget about it. You always got to keep up with things and make sure things are getting done. Okay. All right. So, yeah, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, pretty much when it comes to UH overall, I would say the one thing we want to make sure we put out is making sure that the commands are engaged with their residents, that uh, they're out there, you know, doing walkthroughs of the buildings they're currently residing on. We're making sure we're doing it uh, as much as we possibly can to keep each and every one of these uh, commands within a specific building so that it's a lot easier for them to walk these areas. Uh, if anything's identified, please bring it up. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, our sailors are getting what they deserve and that uh, these uh, UH units are in the best condition possible. You know, we do have our building managers. They're walking around. They're doing their job as well. But definitely, I mean, you know, there's certain things that sometimes people don't see. So sure. the more eyes we have, the better it is. And, uh, you know, pretty much uh, when we work together, things get done a lot quicker. Absolutely. So definitely one of those things we want to make sure that that gets out there. Uh, just make sure, you know, all commands are engaged in their uh, sailors' sleeping area, their, their, their homes. Yeah, I mean, we're all a community here. And, we, you know, it's a, a community doesn't work if everybody's not working together. So. That's right. And when in doubt, of course, you know, either be FH or UH, please just call the family housing office. I know there's a lot of different social media going out there. Uh, back and forth. You see a lot of questions being put out and you have all these experts providing guidance and information. If you want to get the correct or accurate information, please contact the housing office. Yeah, just go ahead and give us a number for that yeah, or email. Uh, so uh, the email would be yokoska underscore housing at navy.mail. If you send an email to that with any questions, uh, definitely we'll go ahead and be able to provide you information right away. Uh, also, you know, make sure you, you know, if you have any trouble calls, do call the trouble desk. If it's after hours, if you have any issues, let's say you got locked out. Let's say uh, your your toilet's flooding. Please make sure that you do call the trouble desk at 243-5555. Uh, that's something that, you know, you always want to make sure you have that number, 243-5555. That's the, serv uh, the trouble desk. And they'll are open 24 hours, seven days a week. So if you call them, there are normal hours. Of course, if you call us, you know, we're just a middleman uh, calling them directly. That will help you out a lot. Uh, but if for whatever reason they're not providing the information or, or they're not giving you the service in a timely manner, please do give us a call. We'll definitely engage and make sure things happen right away for you. Okay, Esteban, thank you for coming out today. We really do appreciate you and, and all the housing office has done. Um, yeah, thank you for being such a, a vital part of this community. And we, we look forward to seeing these uh, new upgrades. And um, I appreciate everything you're doing for us. Well, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate you. And uh, I want to thank everybody. Uh, in the community for the support they give us every day. Uh, we're here to su support, we're here to serve you. Uh, so if you have any issues, anything coming up, especially now during the holidays, you know, uh, any uh, visitor passes or anything, please make sure you bring them in in a timely manner so we can get them in and out for you right away. Okay, Thank you. all right, well you have a happy holiday. You as well. The Giant Voice Podcast is a production of the Commander Fleet Activities, Yokosuka Public Affairs Office. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the policy of the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. Thanks for listening.